On today's show, I'm chatting to Luke Catlow, London lifestyle and food YouTuber. Luke has been vlogging his life since 2017 and regularly shares updates covering everything from shopping and cooking to traveling. Luke has over 35,000 subscribers on YouTube and it's been amazing to watch him pursuing his creative career in the big city. Luke was named as one of Hello Magazine's Rising Stars for 2022 and his content is so positive. Thanks for being on the show today, Luke. Thank you so much for having me. This is um, it's very exciting. That sounds very fancy as you've just introed <laughs> me. That was very, very well written. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't follow you on online already, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and why you started YouTube? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I'm Luke, as you just said. I um, I moved to London uh, six years ago and uh, I moved for university. So I've got a foodie background, um, always worked in restaurants ever since I was about, well, old enough to work. <laughs> um, so I'm originally, originally from the Northeast. And um, yeah, I moved to London just to really pursue a career not online um, as such, more so traditionally in journalism. So yeah, I decided to apply randomly one day uh, for a journalism degree and um, yeah, moved to London in 2016. So not too long ago. Uh, and then in my first year of university, I felt like my course didn't give me what I needed and I needed to put my passion into something else. I was working part-time jobs on evenings and weekends mm-hmm. in, in restaurants. And I just randomly started taking photos of the food that I was making, but also eating in London. So that's kind of like how I started online. And then I just thought, I love YouTube. I've watched YouTubers for God, as long as I, I feel like I grew up with YouTube and it just, they, they reached a point where I thought, why don't I give this a try myself? I can edit video quite well. I learned that at university. So I thought, let's just give it a go. So I used, I think it was a good solid half of my student loan. <laughs> and in the, like, the three installments you get, and I bought myself a camera and I just gave it a go. And I've kind of not really stopped since that was in 2017. So we're coming up to about, I don't know, yeah, four years, five years online. So it's crazy. But yeah, that, that's wow. me. That is me. Yeah, so that camera must have been one of the best things you've ever bought. Then it's it's still it, it's still <laughs> with me now. I look at it now. It's battered. It's so well used. It's covered in paint and it's been dropped. And it's just it is on its last legs. But mm-hmm. I have this sentimental attachment to it that without that camera, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. So. I just, yeah, I, I feel very lucky. So yeah, three or four years of solid online content production and here we are yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so you did a journalism degree. Um, was that one reason for starting the blog originally as yeah. well, just to build up your experience with writing about different things? Absolutely. I genuinely would say being able to write was one of the one like one of the things I really wanted to learn to do better because yeah i much prefer to talk and be on camera opposed to um writing and i thought let's just you know go down the traditional journalism route i wanted to go into food journalism food writing Mm -hmm. recipe testing recipe development that kind of thing and i just quickly realized that it just it didn't it didn't ignite me with passion and obviously when i started my blog as well i you know wrote recipes and, and what i got up to that kind of thing but there, it always felt like there was something lacking, hence why YouTube came along. And I'm so glad it did. 
But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just love, I love to read. And I think if you mm. can write about food, which traditionally would be quite visual, so if you can write about food in a way that gets you excited and gets you wanting to get into the kitchen or travel to a restaurant or, you know, fly to a country and try a new cuisine, then that's a good food writer. So that's why I went down the traditional journalism route and then slowly realised maybe video was for me. Did you ever expect your channel to be such a success? Because so many people have really connected with your content, including me. So oh, did you ever see you. this turning into a career? Do you know, no. And this this is the thing. I think, you know, YouTube's such a crazy, crazy platform. And it's not, it's not something you start out with the intention that, in my personal opinion, you do it to you do it for a passion. You don't do it to try and gain the success and become, you know, successful. I still I still don't see myself as being successful on that. I just love documenting my life on it. That was the whole idea why I started my channel so I could look back in years to come. And I, I did it the other day. I looked back at one of my first videos I made, and um, it just blew my mind because it just I, I look at the person I was in 2017 and in all five years it doesn't seem like a lot of time but I feel like I've really grew as a person and obviously as you mm. grow your audience grows with you and there's still some people who watch now who you know were around in the very beginning so it's just it's just lovely and I haven't got you know hundreds and thousands and millions of subscribers but my tiny little pocket of the internet is just it's where I feel so happy and it's just it's a lovely community I feel very grateful Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it feels like a really supportive community as well. Thank you. It is. It is. As much as I, do you know, find so much joy from creating videos, I get motivation from what people leave in the comment section. It's just, it's just lovely. It really is. It gives me that motivation. So, yeah. Yeah, I think your feature in Hello Magazine showed that because everyone was cheering you on. Yeah, I, I've I, still to this day, I don't know how or why <laughs> that happened and um, but that that really was like a pinnacle moment for me because I was in a room with some of the most incredible talented people from you know West End musicals to international mm -hmm. um skaters uh, snowboarders sorry to dancers to singers and and there was me like little old me and I thought why on earth am I here <laughs> um, but I just I think for me it's just I'm, I just love I love what I do and I, I'm so grateful that I can call it a job and I think that's just mm -hmm. maybe that's maybe that's what they saw <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but um yeah I, honestly I've got it in a little frame above my desk so every time I just look up I see it and it's just it's lovely it's really lovely oh so you um you moved to London to um pursue your passion and creative career um, that must have been quite a big move and quite scary at the time. How did you find that big job? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone who's ever moved home will know it's it's quite a you know it's quite a stressful thing to do. But I'm from a tiny little uh, mining village in the northeast where they filmed Billy Elliot, so it's a tiny little pit village, tiny population. Everyone knows everyone. To then move into London and. Uh, it, it, I was like a rabbit in the headlights. I'm sure anyone can appreciate that who's ever moved to London. It's, or even just, you know, to a city or somewhere like that. It is such, it's such a culture change that everything feels so much faster and, you know, it's so much going on. But then I kind of hit a bit of a life bump when I'd moved to London and we suffered like a family loss. My Nana was so close to me and she sadly passed the, literally the month I'd moved to London. And it was just I, I, that real need to be around family 
really pulled me back home to the north but it took every ounce of me to remain where I was and just to remind myself of why I why I decided to move to London and what I was doing it for and at the time you know I was I was just turned 19 years old and I thought oh god this is yeah this a bit of too much I can chew but now I look back at that time I think that was such a such a positive positive choice that I'm so glad that all of my friends and family had supported me to just stay um, and it was, uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, the one thing I can say is anyone out there who maybe is, I don't know, listening to this and thinking, oh, I'd love to move, but I'll miss home or I don't know if it's for me. It just, just try it because even if it isn't, I always say this to someone, you'll never know unless you try. And I'm so glad, yeah. I'm so glad I did because I would not be doing what I'm doing now. And I wouldn't, I know I wouldn't be in this position had I left. So yeah, it was tough. <laughs> Exactly. I think sometimes, like you said, it's just getting over that first hurdle. And then from there, you've really um, loved London and everything about it. Yeah, no, truly. I I think that's it. I think life, one of my favourite quotes is life is not easy and nothing ever good comes easy. And I remind myself that it it, is it worth having if it's easy, you know, something you've got to fight for. You've really got to pick yourself up and put yourself out there and just try so yeah it was tough it really was tough but so grateful I stayed because yeah I'm 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 in a good place I'm I'm very happy right now which is which is lovely and when you um started out with with food as well you had lots of different roles in in hospitality so where did your passion for cooking and food start from Oh, honestly, do you know, I say this, I say this to every person I meet whenever I first meet them. I say, you know, what's your type, what's your favorite type of food? What do you eat? What do you love? And it's such a good conversation starter because food has always been in my life. It's, you know, I loved food as a child and my Nana, that's why I was so close to her. My Nana was such an incredible cook. And then that got passed down to my mum. And then I took an interest in it when I was tiny. I used to sit and watch her cook. And it just is stuck with me ever since. I, I, it's the first thing I think about when I wake up. A lot of people think, you know, what they've got to do today or their to-do list or something that's made them worry. I just think about food. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I wake up and I think like, what am I going to have for breakfast? Oh, I'm super excited for dinner. That kind of vibe. So for me, like it's always just, it's almost ingrained in me. A lot of people, you know, say to me, why do you love food so much? And I think I don't, I don't live for anything else other than t- to cook, to feed, to to enjoy food. I love, you know, mm-hmm. making food for people. That that for me is such a such a massive important thing that I can make people happy with food, or at least I can try and make them happy with food if they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I've always loved it, and I think it's been passed down, and I can't wait to pass it on. I think that's what I love about being online is that mm-hmm. I've had some lovely comments from some lovely, lovely people, both young and old, who said I've inspired them to get back into the kitchen or to try a dish that they never made before or to maybe cut down, because I'm vegetarian, to cut down less meat and what they eat day to day. And if I can at least inspire one person out there to get in the kitchen and to really, you know, g- get involved, then I feel like yeah. I've, I've done a good thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that's it. And it must be nice for your family seeing their recipes in your videos and, and other people making um, the food as well. Absolutely. It, you know, I, I thank I thank my mum every day because mm-hmm. my um, my dad passed away when I was really, really young. 
Um, and she was a single parent, two, two boys, me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And um, she just, she gave so much to us in food form, so much love through food. You know, she worked full time and then come came home and cooked for us. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that as well. You find yeah. time. Um, and it's it, seeing people cook the recipes that she's made um, throughout my childhood that I've changed and developed and then moved into on YouTube and people seeing how much they love them. It just makes my heart happy. I love it. I really do. Very yeah. grateful. <laughs> and it sounds like food's always been such an important part of your upbringing and life as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. It really has. I just think for me, it, I can't imagine and not thinking about food. And even as a child, I just, I would always, when's yeah. the next meal? When, when's food coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's really lovely that you've been able to pass those recipes on to so many people as well. You've mentioned that you'd love to do a cookbook. When yes. do you think we might be able to see that? Do you know, as so many people have, so I, so when I did the um, Hello magazine feature, yeah. they, they'd asked and said, um, you know, you're, are you working on anything exciting at the moment? Are you, um, what's your goal for 2022? And I didn't want to put it out online and I didn't want to say it, but I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it because then I'm holding myself accountable. So I have a folder on my uh, on my computer and also a notepad and I've stored every recipe in there that I've ever made or like developed or tried. And in my goal is to get it out into some form of comprehensive guide, not just on YouTube. And I'd love to get that done this year. So we've spoken to publishers and it's more so just refining the idea now and getting it in some kind of like cohesive cookbook that is for me food has to be accessible and it has to be something that you can cook if you've had such a long day rather than just like going on delivery or you know ringing your local takeaway which is nothing wrong with that I still do that but if it's something you can just reach for and you've got three ingredients and pull together something delicious, that's what I want this book to be. I want it to make you feel good and just be able to just cook it no matter what your skill level is, no matter how much you know time or money you've got. It's just all accessible, all easy, all delicious food. So that's the, that's the book. That's the concept. I haven't got a name for it yet. But fingers crossed, it'll be this year. I'm hoping. I'm. I, you're hearing this now again. Accountability. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be this year, and it'll be amazing when it all comes together. Thank you so much. I can. I, I can. I can visualize it. So if I can see it, it means it has to be done. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting what you said as well about um, making food accessible and and not just going to delivery and and for a takeaway. Do you think in society now there's like an expectancy for things to be instant and that's why people resort to like ready meals and takeaways and just because uh, sort of been lost uh, the culture of you know learning to cook everything's so easy and kind of handed to you on a plate now yeah yeah no you you know you're so right and it it, I am never gonna say out there that you can't order a takeaway and you can't enjoy you know because we all have those moments you only just Mm -hmm. crave something you just when you are completely wiped of energy and you just really want to treat yourself but that's how I've always looked at ordering out or going out for dinners and meals is that it's a treat and it's always mm-hmm. something you can just, you know, you can do it and it makes you, you know, you, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a treat. Yeah. But 
I am a firm believer, and it's just from a time perspective, I know why people do it. And I know why it's just so much easier. If you work so many hours or you just really don't have the time, ordering takeaways is, you know, it's 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 an easy option. But for me, food is it's something that it just brings people together and it just gets you it gets you excited. And that that's what I've always wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. make people think. And I think a lot of cookbooks out there, this isn't this isn't me slandering any cookbooks <laughs> or recipes or chefs, but if it's too fancy. Or if it's got, you know, 15 ingredients that you've got to go to a specific shop or order online to create, I get there's a market for that. But for me, it has to be something you can create no matter what your, you know, your skill level is in the kitchen. Some people don't Mm -hmm. know fancy knife skills or ways to prep stuff. So it just needs to be something that everyone can do. And that for me is my type of cooking. You know, a lot of people say to me, you know, your, your recipes, they're, they're easy, they're quick, but they're also just so delicious. And like, that's, that's what food should be. That, that to me is, you know, but I I get why people, you know, don't like cooking and and some people really don't. And that's fine. It's same. And it's same as, you know, working out or sport or music. Everyone likes different things, but I think, the common ground for everyone is that everyone loves delicious food. It's just whether mm-hmm. or not you want to make it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Do you think recipe boxes have made it much easier for people to get into cooking? Yes. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I I love a recipe box. And I'm and I'm and, and this will surprise a lot of people. I've spoke to some other food content creators out there as well mm-hmm. about um recipe boxes. And when you cook you're a chef, say, for instance, or you are a busy mom or a busy parent, busy dad, whatever. Recipe boxes are brilliant because you're still cooking and you're eating delicious food. It's just, you know, taking all the hassle out of going to the shop or thinking about what to eat. So I'm not adverse to recipe boxes at all. And I do use them occasionally when I've had a really busy week of a lot of recipe testing mm-hmm. or video content, that kind of thing. And I just want to, you know, cook something quick and easy that is already in the fridge, in a bag, pre-weird, pre-done. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I don't. I don't not like them. <laughs> I, people might be surprised by that, but yeah. Oh well, I'm sure you'll have your own recipe boxes one day. That would be. You know, that's not a bad idea. Something I never thought about, but that's a very good show. Yeah. So your uh, content is so positive and wholesome. So I know you mentioned it earlier, but for anyone that has a passion that they want to try or something that. That, that they just want to get, give it a go and or follow the dreams? Do you have any inspirational advice that's maybe helped you along the way? You know, again, this I get asked this a lot and, and I love that, that, that my videos out there have had like that little spark with people, but anyone out there who, you know, is thinking about pursuing a passion project or starting online or just taking a leap of faith, do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely do it because it will it will be the best thing you ever do. And I always say in life, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and, and if it doesn't work, try something different and don't let that put you off because I've tried so many new things that, you know, aren't always going to work out. And it's, it's just, you have to be passionate. That's my one thing. If you aren't passionate about what you do, and you just do it for, I don't know, um, the likes or numbers or um, growth, fame, money, that's probably not going to be a long, you know, career or hobby or something like that. It's just going to be quick, instant, and it's not really going to fulfill you. If you do it because you love it and every day you wake up and you wake up with a smile on your face, some days you might not, some days you might, but if it makes you feel good 
then just do it and just don't think about anyone else, what anyone else has to say. Just do it for you. And if if if, mm-hmm. it, if it makes you feel good, then you, you're probably doing the right thing. So yeah, have faith, have confidence. If it doesn't work out, then that's just how it goes sometimes. But yeah, that that's my that's my one bit of advice I give to anyone. That's amazing advice, and Thank I think with, with your content as well, when you started out, was it just something to try because you you enjoyed exploring video and and making the content? Absolutely, yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, like I said, I I've watched content creators online, and they've created this whole world for themselves, and you know, it's so brilliant to see people you know working for themselves as well which is fab you know you're your own boss you can decide what you do and um, but then I just loved that I thought I could I could do what they do and bring my own little piece to to the online world so yeah that that's exactly why I started taking photos of what I was making what I was cooking what you know what I was getting up to what I was wearing and then mm-hmm. yeah it was just it was an absolute joy and I I just think if you if you can do it and you can do it with confidence then yeah, why not? Exactly. Yeah, and I think everything you do, it's clear how much you love it as well, which will make the difference, like you said. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you got a phrase... (laughs) Bear with me two seconds. Maggie's Maggie's interrupting. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Apologies about that. That's the joy of having a a Labrador on a podcast. (laughs) Well, she's welcome to join in if oh, she wants bless. to. <laughs> I think she was just saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're not afraid to share the highs and the lows of everything you experience. No. Um, is there anything that you find really hard about being online constantly? Um, and what helps you to switch off from social media? Such, do you know that's such a good thing? And it's something again, Maggie's agreeing with me. It's something that it's something that I massively believe in. That you can't pour from an empty cup, and it's such a, a a big world out there online, and you can get sucked in, and you can spend so much time on your phone. And if you transfer your hobby into a job, which you know. I've done and so many people out there do as well if you don't have that downtime you will not be able to maintain that level of creativity and joy and it will it's happened to me it will start to wear you down where you don't feel as positive about being online and you start to your thought processes change and things start Mm -hmm. to get you know you start to get a bit more irritable and I can tell when I've had a busy week of screen time because I, I know by the end of the week, my, my brain needs that detox. So yeah. I, I look for me personally, I, I always turn my phone the other way whenever I'm doing something that really requires my focus. So it doesn't get distracted, doesn't pop up. And I love to read, traditionally read books, not like, um you know, I, I love podcasts, love videos, but mm-hmm. an actual book where I can just open it and get lost. Traditionally, something fictional. And it's yeah. just like a story, something just to really let your mind wander. That's how I wind down. And it, it's it's became like my my little my little escape, should we say. So yeah, I think that's it's just so it's so easy to get sucked into the online world. And as fantastic as the internet is, everyone needs that little that little disconnect and knowing when when you need that time. That's a good that's yeah. a, when you lose the ability to be able to see when you need some downtime that's not online that's when things you know maybe you should pull yourself back and reassess Mm -hmm. that's something I've always lived by 
And you mentioned screen time as well. Do you ever feel like it's hard for you to distinguish how much of that is spent on, on your work and how much is just you strolling through social media? Absolutely. This is, <laughs> you know, it, it, again, it's something that I 100% do understand why people get a work phone and a, and a regular phone, especially in the online world, because when everything merges and you have your social media with your emails and your WhatsApp and everything's all connected, you find that you're constantly on your phone. And I, I do this too. I try my very best to set little um, limits on my yeah. social media. So you can, I, I just do that on the back end of the phone um, on iPhones, but I'm sure you can do it on other mm-hmm. ones too, where it'll pop up and say you've had half an hour on this app and then um, that's it. And obviously you can choose to continue. And yeah, it's just, again, it's finding that balance because the online world isn't a traditional nine till five, you know, and as, as fantastic as it is to create content, it's really hard to switch off. And when you're, when you on, on an evening, when I wind down, Mm-hmm. I might be then going into the kitchen to film a recipe. So then I'm I'm then filming. So then I can be working sometimes till half eight, nine o'clock at night and then back on the next morning. So, But I love it. And this is the thing. I think a lot of people don't see how difficult it is to produce content and then yeah. turn off and switch off. Mm-hmm. Not not to say that, you know, it's it's a particularly laborious, difficult job. It's not. It's a joy and I love it. But it does come with its struggles sometimes to just yeah I guess not think that you've got to take a photo or film a video Mm -hmm. or you know do a podcast or write a book you know (laughs) sometimes it's just it's nice to just do nothing (laughs) and enjoy sometimes doing nothing yeah there must be a pressure on you though because I I can imagine you must feel guilty if you're taking a holiday or not vlogging or sharing certain aspects of of what you're doing there must be a, a pressure around not being in front of the camera as well absolutely absolutely and again it's do you know it's pressure that you only put on yourself this is the thing because every time i've ever shared online that i need a bit of a break or that i'm not going to film a, a trip or a weekend because i just need it for me everyone always responds so lovely and agree and they say you know take time and you know you need to enjoy your time as well and it's so nice to have that feedback but it's pressure I only put on myself because I I was just in Milan this weekend and I was so split about whether I wanted to film it or not or whether it would be good to just you know have a weekend where I'm not on my vlog camera or you know doing stories but then I also just think I love to record it for the memories as well so it's nice Mm -hmm. to look back on and I think if you can do it you know and still find the time to put your camera down and pop your phone down but also document the memories along the way then you found a good balance I think if you if you do it and you feel like you've had a lovely trip or a lovely bit of downtime but also popped some content along the way you're doing it well (laughs) it's finding that balance yeah I think it's it's hard like you said because it's what you enjoy and you want to always deliver that to your viewers and followers as well so absolutely just find it finding that balance must be really difficult yeah for uh, sure so when um, we've already heard maggie bark in the background <laughs> but um, you and zara recently got maggie and how have you found um getting a dog and, and that journey so far because it must be rewarding sharing it, that online it is well. it really is honestly she doesn't come without her struggles and as she grows <laughs> she she's getting more confident and more loud <laughs> um, which is always lovely but 
you know, I I feel like London is my home now, and I've been mm-hmm. here six years, and we're hopefully going to be, you know, moving. Um, we don't really know where, but we'd love to get on the property ladder with Maggie, obviously. Um, and it just Maggie Maggie's joined our little family and made it just really special. Me and Zara are really good friends, been friends since we moved to mm-hmm. London six years ago, and sharing her little journey online is why I create videos so we can look at those videos and watch them back in years and years to come, and connecting with people online too who also love dogs and love food and love london it just feels like you're you're bringing a part of you to people and you're connecting with them that's that's what i love you know it's going back to why i moved to london i didn't really have that many friends or you know that many out out of work relationships and that kind of thing i was work i was working so much when i was at home in the northeast just in restaurants that i didn't really get a chance to meet new people and that's why i love online that i can okay not meet people face to face but connect with them and share little maggie and her journey of growing up and with zara and our little trips and you know we share our highs and our lows and yeah it's just wonderful but no she's 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 fab she's a handful but she's fab (laughs) oh she's adorable (laughs) thank you no we love her dearly how does Zara find it when you're vlogging and sharing content a lot because it must have been quite a bit for her to get used to it first Absolutely. I mean, do you know, this is why I feel like me and Zara are, we're like siblings because we're so well connected in that sense. Zara was one of the very, you know, first people to say to me, do it, get involved, do it online looks. If you don't do it, when are you ever going to do it? So she was with me when I bought my camera and she's been backing me ever since. So she, I'm so, so lucky and grateful that she doesn't mind being in the videos and the vlogs and she also likes to watch them back too from previous you know trips that we've done or that kind of thing so it's just really nice to have someone share that you know to share that journey with them and yeah I just can't imagine you know I can't imagine doing it with anyone else if that makes sense I know she isn't part of the channel but when she does pop up people are always so complimentary and so nice it's Mm -hmm. it's letting down that barrier I think that's why a lot of people sometimes are a little bit apprehensive about social media and YouTube because it's letting a lot of people in and yeah. that that sometimes isn't, you know, doesn't gel with a lot of people. A lot of people do enjoy their privacy and I think you can you can really limit the amount you share online. But I'm really lucky that Zara just loves it. And with obviously all the positives, there are a few people who, you know, do express their opinions, but you've just gotta you've just gotta take them as what they are, as you know, just that sole entity and look at the larger picture of so many lovely people sharing so many lovely stories and comments. So yeah, she's mm-hmm. she, she loves it. She does. That. Or at least I think she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh that's lovely. And the, like you said, that dealing with the negativity, there's always a lot that you don't share as well so people are quick to draw assumptions based on what what they see but you don't always share everything no that no that you're absolutely right i think you know i try and keep my channel as positive as possible but i do as you've said i like to share you know when things don't go well or when we're not feeling too tip top but that makes you human and that makes you you know, a, a relatable person if you share this mm. pristine life online that everything is sunshine and rainbows then yeah. It's just it's just not real life, but I, I do try and limit, you know, certain things. You know, there's this everyone's entitled to their own privacy and I don't share everything. Um, but I, yeah, it's just it is part and parcel of, of online life. It's just, you know, you've got to you've just got to take the good and the bad, as they say. Mm-hmm. But there's more good than bad. <laughs> 
Oh, that that's always good. <laughs> um, so yeah, at the moment there are a lot of influencers and YouTubers being targeted by the media because often I think anyway that it's easy targets for the press. Uh, so what helps you to cut through that negativity when you do see it? And do you know I'm so glad that you've said that because it's so refreshing to hear um people see that too because it's such a shame I think traditional media journalism specifically um i think they journalists got a little bit scared when the online world mm-hmm. blew up and anyone could be a journalist effectively anyone could make their voice heard and captivate an audience not through written format but through video and social media and instagram and now obviously tiktok and that kind of thing so i think it, at first a lot of journalists and press saw what in, the in, influencer should we say or content creators mm-hmm. what they were doing and I think it was a little bit of intimidation, but it is so easy to just tar every single content creator and influencer with the same brush. You know, again, this is such a small select few minority that we all edit our photographs to make them not representative of real life or that we, I don't know, we promote anything for money or there's just, there is a lot out there that, you know, isn't good about content creators. And yeah, unfortunately we all do get put in the same category, but I always say when people express their, their opinions about content creators. I said, not every football player is the same. Not every chef is the same. Not every singer sounds the same. So even though we all do fit under a umbrella of influencer slash content creator, I mean, the term influencer, I've never really, I've never really saw myself as an influencer because I always Mm -hmm. say every single person has influence. So, you know, you could get on the bus one day and some, you know, some woman could be wearing a lovely hat and you'd be like, I really like that hat. I'm going to go and get a hat similar to that. And she's, she's influenced you. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, I, I do get why the, where the term came from, but I just think there is so much space on the online world for traditional journalists and mm-hmm. reporters and influencers, content creators, YouTubers, TikTokers. It's just, if we all get tarred under the same, you know, with the same brush, then it's just, it makes our life more harder than it needs to be. So no, we aren't all the same. <laughs> yeah. And I always say as well, when I see negativity online, that it's fine to leave a constructive comment, but but to just jump on the negativity, you've got to think about what kind of digital footprint you're leaving behind. Absolutely. No, you are 100% right. I think, you know, there are so many, you know, people out there who will express their opinion and as you've said constructive criticism is you know it's it is part and parcel of the online world but when it becomes personal or when it's you know an attack for no other reason and they simply don't like you but they keep on coming back for more that's mm-hmm. when i that's when i question like someone's integrity because i'm like why 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 do you enjoy the fact that you don't enjoy me but you keep on coming back for more it's like going to yeah. a re- i say it is going to a restaurant <laughs> that you haven't had good service and good food but then you keep on going back to that same restaurant knowing that you're mm. not going to have nice service and good food and paying for it like why <laughs> why would yeah, you exactly. try <laughs> try a different restaurant try one that you love and stay and keep on going back there if, if you know if my restaurant isn't where you're enjoying yourself don't worry, there's plenty more out there. Just just don't announce that you're not having a good time. And, you know, that's that's the way I look at it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth people wasting that negative energy on if if they're not enjoying what they're, what they're seeing. No, absolutely not. 
So you create lots of travel content as well. You mentioned you've just been to Milan. Um, so where's next on your list? Oh, do you know, I mean, this this is the thing. It's now a joy that we can, you know, travel safely. Obviously, everything that's going mm -hmm. on with the world at the moment, it's, you know, it's a scary place. But now, now the travel is somewhat getting back to normal. That was one of the main reasons I moved to London, just to be able to travel more. But we we love Italy. Uh, so we've got the Italian bug now. So we really would love to go to um, Sardinia or maybe mm -hmm. like the, the Amalfi coast. So we're going to hopefully get a summer um, trip in to either Amalfi or Sardinia. And then we've booked Venice for next January because unfortunately yeah. I got COVID this January. So we've moved it for a year because um, we just wanted to do Venice in like the winter time. Um, so yeah, we've got the Italian bug. So yeah, lots of Italy trips, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know your Venice trip. It's been a few years waiting for that one already. So. It has, it has, unfortunately. But it means when we do get to go, it'll be lovely all the same. Yeah, it'll be worth the wait, I'm sure. Um, so you mentioned the cookbook. Is there anything else that you, you're working on currently that you can share or any plans for the rest of the year? Do you know, it, 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 I say this because I wish I had more that I was going on, like that was going on, but creating videos actually takes so much time, as you know, with a podcast and that kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. quite, it's quite a lot. It's quite it time is, consuming. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But for me, I want to, I'd rather just focus on one task and really nail it. So the cookbook has taken priority, but, um, I, I just, I feel like for me, that's like my passion. That's my passion project, but I would love to get back on TikTok. I started TikTok in lockdown and I kind of just grew out of love with it, but I'd love to get back on that platform because I think it's brilliant. It's so fun, but no cookbooks taking priority. It has to, it, it's, you know, recipe testing takes takes time <laughs> and I, if i'm gonna put my name to something it needs to it needs to work so i, I need to really mm -hmm. put all of my effort and time that i have into that so yeah and and, and hopefully it'll pay off fingers crossed <laughs> oh it'll be exciting to see that all coming together um, so. through the rest of the year hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> So you were listed as one of Hello Magazine's rising stars for 2022, and, and it's clear how much that meant to you. Um, and you've achieved so much um, through your journey so far. So are there any other highlights that jump out to you when you think back about all the content you've shared in your journey? Yeah, no, I, do you know, absolutely. I am... I, I sometimes A lot of people have asked this question before, saying, so, you know, what's your, like, career highlight? And... For me, I can't pin it on one pinnacle moment. But what I can do is every day I wake up and like my highlight is my day because I can just do what I love. I know it sounds so cliche, but that's my highlight. My highlight is every single day I do something with passion and I love it. But there are there has been a couple of things along the way. I I when I met Jamie Oliver, that was that was pretty special. I was mm -hmm. um I was very kindly invited down to one of his restaurants that obviously sadly aren't open anymore. But he just gave me the best bit of advice and just said, you know, just just do it and do it with love. And that's why I say what I say now is if you do it and you do it with yeah. love then that so yeah that was that was a special moment and um i got to travel to lisbon with got to be the hair brand so that was really cool mm -hmm. as well that was quite special for me because that was the first piece of international travel i did with a brand yeah um, so yeah it, i've been very lucky that i can do food but also a bit of lifestyle as well so those but mm -hmm. it, it, just everything that i've done online the, the people i've met the opportunities that have came my way 
it just every day feels like a real highlight for me if that is in the least cheesy way (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean it must be amazing because you've created everything that that kind of comes to you now so yeah absolutely it is it's just immense gratitude you know to be even people listening to this who have absolutely no idea who I am but people who do then I just think it's so lovely that I can just bring everyone along for the journey and just you know and enjoy it so yeah Mm -hmm. very very grateful yeah I mean one piece of content you shared where it was clear how thankful you were for it was at Christmas when you did that stayed away with um Waitrose yeah yeah that that for me do you know I I, I said this I, I'm very emotional I'm a very emotional person <laughs> and anyone who's listening can, might be able to really are you well then there we are yeah. you. I think <laughs> it's very it's very good that you can be in touch with your emotions and not be afraid to cry or be happy and that was a real pinnacle moment for me when I graduated university I had a job lined up with Waitrose um, in their cookery school however I was at a bit of a crossroads because my online world was also doing really well and um, I started to grow an audience on there that meant I could do it full-time as a job but the job at Waitrose was also full-time too in their cookery school so I kind of had a bit of a life decision to make do I put a hold to my online creation and, mm-hmm. and and go into waitrose and as i turned the waitrose job down which it was the hardest thing especially fresh out of university and i was so scared because i thought you know how am i going to make money I mean, is it going to be successful is it going to grow will it ever you know if i turn down waitrose will it ever come back again and to then work with them on some content three years later it was it was just it was a real real pinch me moment and I think that will be forever one of the most lovely memories I have of this job it's just yeah I love the team there they're brilliant they really are mm-hmm. oh then that's a really brave decision to have made out of university as well no you're so yeah. right you are so right absolutely and I think that's it just graduates you know when I, I, I'm presuming you'll you'll have some viewers who are gra- maybe graduating this year yeah or, definitely and it's so I'm sure you know this as well it's so difficult when you do graduate to know what the next step is and no mm-hmm. one knows what the next step is and you'll find very few people who've graduated into a career that they've stayed in and it's just there's the the support isn't always there and you know if you if you haven't got the resources to go into something that you've done your degree and then You've just got to take something to, you know, buy the time, keep you going. And I was just very lucky that it all kind of fell into place, but it was scary. I was petrified. I genuinely didn't sleep for about two weeks after turning down that job because I was <laughs> genuinely fearful of, am I going mm-hmm. to be able to pay my rent? <laughs> yeah. And being self-employed, no one ever teaches you about everything you need to know either. So <laughs> No, you're, you're absolutely right. It is. It's it's a very brave thing. I, I take my hat off to anyone who is self-employed because... It's tough. It's brilliant, but it's tough. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so are there any creators you follow or any other podcasts you'd recommend? What have you been enjoying watching and, and listening yeah. to? Oh, I mean, this is it. I, as I said, I love to read, but I also do enjoy podcasting and, um, and, and obviously online as well. Um, podcasts, I do love um, Jessie Wears. She does with her mom. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so, so good. It's, I think it's called Table Manners. I think that's the, that's the name of the podcast. It's brilliant. They've done it for years and years. And then other other online creators I love. The classics like Nigella Lawson. I love what she does. Um, Stanley Tucci as well. I've just read his book mm-hmm. called Taste. And he's got a little series on BBC. Um, but then online creators. I love 
and there's a chap called Sam Eats. He's called Sam Way. He does these really cool, like fast-paced, um, like ASMR videos of like chopping food and cooking. I just get creation, like creative ideas, and inspiration from every mm-hmm. walk of life. But yeah, they're like my my top my top people. I just I, I listen and watch to so much, and then when it comes to naming the people, I'm like, who are my favorite creators? But yeah, they're, they're like my top my top go to people. Amazing. Um, and just to finish off, is there any one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self? Um, what oh, would it be? oh, do you know this question? I, I, I love this because it, my my one thing, I am such really impatient person and I want everything as fast as is possibly available and to work on the next thing and to go, go, go and constantly be doing something and doing the best that you can be. One bit of advice I would give to my younger self is just take your time, slow down and just enjoy the moment because life goes so quick and just just have faith in yourself because everything goes in the blink of an eye. And before you know it, you know, a year's passed, two years passed. And I spent so much of my teenage years wanting to just get my degree done, to get into a job and to just really just go, 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 go. And looking back on it now, I just wish I'd, I'd had a bit more fun and not been as serious. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't be doing what I wasn't, what I'm doing now, sorry, if I hadn't have dedicated those evenings to editing and filming. But yeah, just mm-hmm. just slow down. And that's good advice, I think, to even myself now and to future self, yeah. future Luke, or to anyone who's listening who is maybe in the same position as well. Just slow, take things slower because you'll be grateful for it. Yeah, I was very much the same, and it's yeah, just like staying in your own lane as well is absolutely is important. It really is. It really, and that's some, such good advice as well. You know, you're on your own journey, and no one else's journey is the same. So stay, stay in your little lane, your little, your little walk, and just enjoy the journey because you know, life it is. It goes so fast, and who knows what's around the corner. Yeah, and it, like you said as well, there's a lot of expectancy on on graduates and and people leaving school and college to want to know exactly what they want to do. And it's if you try something and it doesn't work out, then it doesn't mean you can't change your career entirely. No, you are you are absolutely right. You know, life is short, but life is also magical, and you can get to your fifties and sixties and have a complete career change. And why not? You know, it's nothing is ever set in stone. That's another piece of advice mm-hmm. I give to anyone. Nothing is ever permanent, and you can completely change your life if you want to and you really have the drive to do it. So that's something that I think I know obviously circumstantial things you know people don't have the same background same fortune and that kind of thing but if you mm-hmm. really if you really believe you can do it and you've got that passion for it then anything's possible i really believe it i really do oh that's really inspiring to hear as well thanks lou no thank you so much I mean, this has been it's been lovely i hope people have enjoyed listening to it as well even with maggie's little little box <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you online? I'll, I'll put your links in the show notes. But oh. yeah, where, where's best for people to follow you? Bless you. It's um, it's just my name. So just Luke Catlaw. I, I love that you were able to pronounce that as well. So many people say my surname a whole host of different ways. But yeah, just my name at Luke Catlaw. It's on Instagram, YouTube uh, and TikTok. I will get back to TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, primarily Instagram and YouTube, just my name. And yeah, there's just a little, little bit of me on the internet.
Wow, thank you so much to Luke for being such an inspiring guest and to Maggie the Labrador too for adding in her thoughts. I'm sure you'll agree that Luke's achieved so much and he's got so much talent. Can't wait to see Luke's cookbook come to life. And he's been one of my favourite guests. I hope that you feel inspired and motivated to pursue your passion after listening to this. I've left Luke's links in the show notes below and I'll be back with another episode soon. You can follow me on Twitter at Harvey Morton IT or listen to more episodes on your favourite podcast app or at the socialsanctuary.co.uk. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your day or evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Thank you.